G'day guys, stoked that you're listening to the podcast. If you ever want to have the video version of this, which usually comes with more effects, visuals, graphs, and drawn out stuff, sometimes it can help hit different brain centers in different ways to help drive the message home, then head over to our YouTube channel. It's absolutely for free. If not, enjoy the show. G'day legends. All right, so today we're going to go over a little bit around recovery. Um, and what we call the 100 point protocol, okay? Um, so in this we're going to touch over exactly the markers and indicators you should be looking for if you're potentially under-recovered um, and potentially on the edge of burnout or worst case scenario injury. Um, the gadgets that you can use to help you with that, um, the gizmos, the electronics that we have these days to help us out with that, um, and some of the protocols that you can put in place to make sure that that doesn't happen to you. All right, so not many of you have probably heard of the 100 point protocol for your recovery. Um, I got it off of an old mentor of mine, current mentor of mine, Colin Crispin. Um, he's a rugby athletics coach in on the Gold Coast, um, currently also working for Surfing Australia with all the guns over there, okay? Um, so the 100 point protocol, the concept of it is to make sure that you're equipped and ready to apply whatever you need to apply after a heavy workout or potentially just after a standard workout. So there's two ways that we look at it. Um, the first one is finding exactly where you're currently at in regards to if you need a 100 point um, recovery score or whether you need something on the lower end like a 50 or a 30 point just to keep you going through the day to day. Okay, so 100 point protocol, the first one of all is the biggest markers that we're looking for and the most important markers that we're looking for is always going to be at the top of our list, which is our sleep. Okay, eight plus hours of sleep a night is going to give you 100 points overall. Okay, um, our refueling comes secondary, so that's our nutrition. Okay, and I've added a few points here to make it a little bit more specific and easily digestible. Um, so our protein that we're looking for, this is minimum two. Two grams of protein per kilo of body weight that you are. So for instance, for myself, 70 kilos, there'd be 140 grams of protein per day that I would need to hit to be within the 100 point range. Okay, Carbs is two to eight grams of carbs per kilo of body weight that you are. Okay, so for instance, for myself, 70 kilos would be 140 grams of carbs per day, or at eight grams, 480 grams of carbs per day as, a, as the highest range that we're looking for. Okay, if we're ever gonna eat somewhere between nine and 10 grams of carbs per kilo of body weight, that would be when we're fueling for a competition. Okay, so, uh, we'll talk about that another time. But that's what our, we're looking for as our minimum and our maximum for our carb range of what we're refueling with each day. Fat, we just put as a minimum 50 grams of fat per day, as a minimum. So this is, this is almost kind of a trying to cater to as many different people as we can in one video. Um, obviously, nutrition is so individualized. There's no one-size-fits-all. Um, and I'm a very big fan of... Um, biodiversity in the way that there's many different diets out there and many different diets can cater to 
many different people for the same intention. So that's where we have potentially like an athlete um, who's a vegetarian still ripping at his sport and then we have a carnivore opposite ends of the scale also ripping at his sport same thing biodiversity is is legit so i believe in that big time um going from there 100 points next one would be into our 50 point range so our 50 point range is going to be more on the moderate kind of day um this is where we're looking for 30 minutes of active recovery active recovery can be as simple as walking your dog down the beach going for a surf um 30 minutes on the bike ski rower anything along those lines even a bloody game of golf if you if you can keep your heart rate up enough okay so that's the key point here too with the active recovery we're always wanting wanting to hold somewhere around that zone two range that we've spoken about before that zone two range even a zone one's okay so that's maximum 135 beats per minute for your heart rate okay um best way to do that is through heart rate monitor if not then simple watch they're probably 60 percent accurate okay and then the other one would be something like 30 minutes of yoga or mobility of some form um one key mark that i will say which is a huge difference for each person is once again dive into biodiversity each person will recover different and each person will recover to different stimulus of recovery better. So for instance, for myself, if I do a lot of ice baths, I, it's, I don't do ice baths for recovery. I do ice baths for the mental side of it and for the discipline side of it. Okay? I don't get a lot of recovery from ice baths purely because I just think that I'd stress out too much when I'm when I'm in an ice bath and it's cold and tensed up and it's all trying to be trying to stay calm and stoic but it's it's tough um, I do a lot better with heat therapy so for instance 45 minute magnesium bath sauna is an awesome one um, or right now with how hot it is in the West Oz 40 minutes of zone 2 work in the gym get a big sweat up, get nice and hot, that's a really good recovery protocol for myself. So other people might do better with um, trigger point therapy, which they can do either themselves with a lacrosse ball um, or a really tough foam roller. Or if you have someone within your area that's really good, um, does trigger point therapy through needling or potentially a really good deep tissue massage, um, a sports therapist of some form then that's a really good call for you. Okay, so for that, if you can find what works best for you, I'm almost gonna say that that goes straight to the top of the list. That's a 100 pointer straight off the bat because that's what's working best for you. You know that that's what works best for you. And if you can do those recovery methods of whatever it is and somehow find a way to block out the noise of, of the outside and of the world and all the stresses that there is out there in that and just go into your own little bubble and really calm yourself down for a good 40 to 60 minutes then boom 100 pointer straight off the bat so it's a really really good um, way to look at it okay our 30 pointers 
30 pointers, we have a 30 minute massage or potentially 15 minutes of hydrotherapy. Hydrotherapy is just our hot cold pools that you may have seen. Um, you can do this at home if you have a sauna and your own ice bath set up. Um, and then our small one, which is our 10 pointer, could be just as simple as a hot cold shower. So a hot cold shower is not going to be the best, but it's better than nothing. Alright, so what are we looking for when thinking about do I need 100 points of recovery right now? Do I need only 50? Do I need only 30? Okay, real easy one to go over, and that's with some of the gadgets that we have at our disposal these days. They'll give us a reading and more or less pretty much tell us what to do. So they make our life really easy. So we might as well use them. So the first one would be a, a whoop band of some sort. I know that there's others coming out at the moment like Aura. Aura is the, the ring monitor which same again just measures your heart rate overall. Um, or just a HR monitor. This is a really good one for if you do have one right there at your bed when you first wake up in the morning you can check your resting heart rate before you actually get out of your bed. So as soon as you wake up strap your heart rate monitor on, measure your heart rate about two minutes worth, see what your resting heart rate is at that day and then you can adjust your training right then and there. Alright so the best thing about these devices is they measure two things which correlate very heavily to our recovery, which is our HRV and resting heart rate. Okay, so on the days that our resting heart rate has dropped and our HRV has gone up, our recovery is really good and we're probably prepping for a competition or potentially you can line up that day to either go heavy in the gym potentially put down a time trial for your endurance work um, or potentially put in a high intensity workout of some form through whether you're in the gym or on the sub, either one, okay? Switching that over, once again if you are measuring through the heart rate monitor and you notice that your resting heart rate has spiked and your HRV has dropped, which your HRV will be measured on the whoop then that's the day then you need to tone it back and you need to take it easy because your recovery isn't where it needs to be and that's when you need to put your recovery in as an intention for the day. Um, so that's where we adjust to potentially if you had a big run that day like a 10k run then we would switch it down to maybe a 5k at zone 2. So you're going to finish the run at the same time that you typically would for your fast 10k but we're just toning the intensity back in turn tone the volume back a little bit focus on recovery that day and then we just pick it up the next day okay from there your 50 points of recovery would be along the same lines of on those days when you're in the gym and you have just a regular session you potentially you don't go heavy you don't have a super high intensity workout or anything like that then that's when we're going to be looking for our 50 points to recovery okay the 50 the 30 and the 10 is where you're going to hit you might where you're going to get the most bang for your buck around those standard days of workout okay the days that we go 
extra heavy in the gym. Potentially, you you go for a heavy lift, a heavy set of three, a heavy set of five, or a single. Um, same again if you potentially go for a 5K time trial, run, bike, swim, sup, whatever it is. Or even if you surf and it's firing for five hours in one day, then the next day most likely recovery is going to be down. So that's when we need to put things in place. Okay, So they're your indicators that you're looking for. Some of the ways that we can go about it if you don't have those gadgets available to you are simple things along the lines of grip tests. So for men, grip test is a really good one. And that's just done through a dead hang for time or potentially a grip test. So the grip test is done by a, a little gadget where it just measures the force velocity of how much power you're putting into the gadget through simply your grip itself. Okay, So you can measure that day to day, you would measure that in your warm up itself. Okay, For the dead hang for time, that's when you're going to need to measure it and you're going to need, your, need to measure it consistently over time. So dead hang for time, that's simple hanging from the bars for as long as you can. That one isn't as bulletproof as the grip test because the dead hang itself has a lot of, it's a mental challenge as even more so than a physical challenge I would argue. So on the days that you feel really motivated or potentially you, as simple as you had an extra cup of coffee that day, you're probably gonna put up a better score on that dead hang. So it's not the most bulletproof test, but it will give you a good range somewhere between probably 20% of plus or minus of where you typically are. Okay, but if you keep measuring that over time, then um, you'll still get a good score and you'll still be able to get some good data off of it. Okay, the very last one would be what we look for in the days that you're potentially under-recovered or potentially on the verge of injury and illness for females. Okay, so for females, it's a little bit more on the psychological side in the way that you're going to see mood swings as the biggest indicator First and foremost, potentially loss of cycle, and energy slumps. Okay, so if you're going through a workout, even if you don't think it was that big of a workout itself, this is a big one. If you do not think the workout wasn't that hard, but the day that self was stressful as hell, potentially you had to, whatever happened with your partner, you had to drive your kids into, into school, they had to drop them off to childcare, you then had to drop them off to school, then you had to race to work yourself, and then you had to race to go grab the groceries, and you got parking fine along the way, and da, 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 da. stressful as hell. They're the days that you know straight away, they're your indicators, they're your stresses, they're the ones that is going to tell you straight away that you need to focus on your recovery that day. Those are not the days to go all out in your hit sessions, all out in the gym, all out in your planned workout. And that's when you need to speak to your coach at the time, let them know that this is what's happened on the day, and you make adjustments that you need to right then and there. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's everything today for the 100 point protocol. I hope that helped. Um, there was a lot to it, I know. 
Uh, we'll continue to post these out. Hope that all helped. Um, maybe I'll put it up in a little, nice little easy spreadsheet of some form so that it's a bit more clear cut. But once again, uh, thank you to Cohen. This is from him. Um, nice little protocol that I've learned from him over, over the years. So hope it helped. Cheers.